This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, Get Booked listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of Get Booked that's all about books that we just can't resist shouting about. This is Amanda Nelson, and today's hand cell is Swan Dive by Georgina Peskogan. Let's hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. There is evil lurking in the forest that surrounds St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. The subtitle of Swan Dive is The Making of a Rogue Ballerina. So this is a behind-the-scenes look at Georgina Pascogan's life. She was the f- is, was, is the first Asian-American soloist at the New York City Ballet and came from a pretty normal middle-class background in Pennsylvania, um, and of course moved to New York to dance. And like many ballerinas, she started her career when she was super young, like a child. (laughs) She started dancing when she was a child, Um, and then went to New York as a teenager to do some elite training, and eventually landed, you know, the soloist position at the New York City Ballet. There's a great interview with Georgina out there. I think it was on Good Morning America or something, like maybe the Today Show, I don't remember. 
that I saw where she talks about how ballet is not evolving as a culture at the same speed that the American culture is evolving, which is saying something, I think, because American culture evolves really slowly. But she's talking specifically about racism, sexual harassment, and the Me Too movement. So this memoir starts when she's a kid and goes, you know, through her time training, all the really tough, hard work that kids have to put in to become professional dancers before you're really old enough to know whether that's what you want in the first place. The well, you know, her family dynamics, how they supported her through all of that, and then moving to New York to dance. And once she gets into the New York City Ballet, the book takes a bit of a turn uh, and really gets kind of dark, starts really outlining the things that she struggled with, being told that she's fat and uh, being told that she had to lose weight and like getting surgery, getting liposuction to do that. The you know weird relationships with food that she developed because of it. Also, the bad behavior of the men who ran the company, the things that they said to her, the way that they treated women. Some of those guys have been called out publicly, not just by her, but have been like investigated by the ballet board and been cleared in some cases. So it's pretty like gritty. Um, it's very cutthroat. Maybe literally. <laughs> Hopefully not literally. But she is just not pulling any punches here. And I think that's pretty rare. I mean, we've heard criticism of ballet from dancers over the last few years, no doubt. But I have not seen a book that so willingly pulls back the curtain, literally, to show people what it's like to exist within these companies and how much of yourself you have to give up and sacrifice in order to have anything resembling a professional dancing ballet career, especially somewhere like New York City. It's so competitive. And the things that women especially feel like they have to tolerate from the men who hold the power in these situations and the white people who hold the power in these situations so that they don't endanger their careers. She is definitely a rogue ballerina. She, I mean, in a lot of ways, by definition, rogue, because she left the company. She was she danced on Broadway. She was in Cats. She's done a whole bunch of other stuff. But along with, you know, showing us the kind of the dark side of the ballet scene in New York, the, her like real love for what she's doing really comes through. All she wants to do is dance professionally. Uh, and the things that she, the hoops she has to jump through, I keep making like, but the hoop she has to jump through on stage um, to do that are just bananas. And that's true of, you know, most professional dancers. The things that they have to do to sustain their careers are bananas um, and completely unreasonable. And I am just really here for a memoir calling out an entire industry saying you need to catch up. You need to catch up to the way that we're talking about race in this country. You need to catch up to the way we're talking about sexual harassment. Really need to catch up to body acceptance and body positivity and this idea that dancers have to look a specific way so you don't ruin the line it's just all nonsense but it's so deeply ingrained that it's going to take books like this to make a change so that is swan dive the making of a rogue ballerina by georgina Pascogan. And that is it for this hand cell. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. Thank you all for listening, of course. You can find more recommendations at bookriot.com and more of our podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you've got feedback, you can send that to us via email at getbookriot.com. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And you can find me on social media at I'm Amanda Nelson, uh, Instagram only. That's, that's where I live. And we will be back on Thursday. 